Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host, Bill Bannum. Today's episode is very important and very personal to our family. My guest today is Debbie Jones, clinical professor at the University of Waterloo. Listen as Debbie shares some ways that employers and colleagues can play a role in supporting parents of children with paediatric myopia and other vision challenges through offering flexible work arrangements, employee assistance programs, and other resources that can help alleviate some of the stresses associated with managing a child's health condition. I hope that you enjoy and benefit from this conversation that I had with Debbie. Debbie, welcome to the HR Chat Show today. Thanks, Bill. It's great to be here. And uh, thanks for inviting me to share some of my uh, thoughts on myopia with you. Why don't you start by taking a minute or two and introducing yourself to our listeners? Sure. Um, I'm Debbie Jones, as as you know. Um, I clin- I'm a clinical professor at the School of Optometry and Vision Science in Waterloo, Canada. Um, it is the only in- English-speaking school of optometry. Um, I'm also a, a clinical scientist at the Centre for Ocular Research and Education, which is known as CORE. And that's a large research group within the School of Optometry. And within that group, I tend to focus my research on myopia within the clinical side of the school where I work with students um, and patients. My main area of interest is in pediatrics. So I really uh, marry up the clinical side of things with the research side, um, primarily in children. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. Okay, thank you very much. Um, so many of our listeners may not be familiar with a lot of the uh, the terminology going to be used in this particular episode today. This, this goes outside of the usual wheelhouse of one of our episodes, but it's very important. And it's something that's very close to my heart and, and uh, personal to my family. Um, why don't you start by uh, explaining it for us? What, what is pediatric myopia and why should the HR community care about it? Um, yeah, so pediatrics is children and then myopia is a condition. It's, it's one of the reasons why children and adults wear spectacles. And if you have myopia, what that means is you see clearly uh, close without your vision correction and the things in the distance are blurry. And the level of myopia you have dictates how blurry things are. So if you have a very low prescription, things might not be very blurry. And if you have a high prescription, things are more blurry without your vision correction. And the reason why myopia is important and becoming more and more important is we're seeing a massive increase in the number of children presenting with myopia. And there's been a prediction, a very scary prediction, that by the year 2050, about 50% of the world population will have myopia. And we can go into the reasons why that's uh, not a good thing, and perhaps in just a second, but just to really ground people into what myopia is, um, it is 
basically, uh, you know, a child with myopia needs a vision correction in order to see well. So that's the, the what we might call the long and the short of it. And it's actually also called nearsightedness or shortsightedness. So those are other terms that people might see written down or might hear from uh, eye care practitioners or other people that they speak to. Okay, thank you. Uh, can you just uh, clarify, what, what do you mean by vision correction? Are, are we talking about wearing glasses? Are we talking about surgery? Are we talking about both? Well, effectively both. I mean, vision correction, we typically mean wearing spectacles. Of course, you could also wear contact lenses. Um, and later on, you know, there is an option for laser surgery. So laser surgery is a little different because that sort of eliminates the prescription. But when we talk about vision correction in general, we're talking about glasses off, you don't see well, glasses on, you do see well. And that would be the same for contact lenses. Okay, so what's the impact of childhood myopia on, on employers? So, well, if we talk about the impact on the person to start with, so a child who has myopia is obviously not seeing well without their correction. The first thing we need to do is make sure that um, people understand that children need a routine regular eye examination. So whatever across whatever time period that's recommended, certainly um, here in Ontario, we recommend annually and that's a that's a canadian uh, wide recommendation so annual examinations for children um, most of those exam examinations depending on where you are would have some sort of uh, coverage some sort of financial coverage through health benefits but it's something that employers need to be aware of um, to recommend that parents take their children for routine eye care in the long term, when we have children who are myopic, of course, there's vision correction that needs to be paid for and needs to be um, organized by parents. So, again, that's something that might be uh, something that employers need to think about is, is what vision correction um, support there is. So what support for parents to be able to afford that vision correction for their children. In terms of myopia as a condition, and it's even been termed a disease, as we see the level of myopia increasing, we also see the risk of consequences to that. So if we think about myopia, why it happens, it happens because the eye gets longer. So when the eye gets longer, the light doesn't focus in the right place and the vision is blurry. So it's a very simple kind of mathematical relationship. A longer eye means a higher prescription. And the younger you are when you start with myopia, the more your eye grows. So if you start at five, you're going to end up with a higher prescription than if you start at seven or eight. And as that eyeball grows, the retina gets put under stress. So it's a little bit like blowing up a balloon. You know, there's only a certain amount of air you can put in before the, that balloon would either pop or certainly stretch and be deformed. So in the long term, we have a situation where children who are myopic who have a prescription when they're young and they continue to progress throughout their teen years will have a high prescription which will put them in jeopardy of vision problems later in life and the children of employees now are of course the employees of the future so we want to make sure that we give those individuals the best possible option of having the best vision long term so that when they're in the workforce they are able to function and not be a burden on the healthcare system or indeed on employers when they have vision problems um, with all that that entails you know time off for appointments 
maybe unable to do their work because of vision difficulties. So it's a really long-term strategy that we're looking at in managing our young myopic children so that they can be young, healthy adults and old, healthy seniors. This episode of the HR Chat Podcast is sponsored by Access Perks, America's largest and HR-friendliest employee discount program. At Access Perks, we help workers stretch their paychecks by hundreds, even thousands of dollars on food, clothing, electronics, auto repair, travel, theme park tickets, and a lot more. Every day, all year long. With over 1 million participating providers, no other employee discount program comes close to delivering more savings in more communities throughout America. And that matters when it comes to competing for top talent and delivering the best possible bang for your benefits buck. Discover how you can boost the purchasing power of your company's paychecks. Request your free trial membership today at accessperks.com slash hrchat. That's accessperks.com slash hrchat. So research done by you and your team showed that uh, it showed a 30% prevalence among 11 to 13 year olds in the Waterloo Kitchener region of Ontario. Remarkably, one third of those children's caregivers were unaware of the problem until the research project uncovered the condition. Um, we've experienced that. We didn't spot the issue with our, our child straight off. Um, uh, how can how can employers better educate their employees about the possibilities and the prevalence of myopia and, and ways to look out for it? And that's a great question. I mean, it comes, it's a much broader spectrum. I know you're asking specifically about um, employers, but this is something that we need to build awareness. And I think employers can be part of the solution in building awareness for routine eye care for, I mean, it should be for everybody, but certainly for children. So, you know, if an adult has a vision problem, well, you know, they don't wear their correction, so what, they don't see very well. With a child, not just myopic children, but any children, if they require some sort of intervention, be it with a vision correction, such as spectacles, or maybe their eyes are not working well together, there's all sorts of consequences of that. So educational consequences, you know, a child who doesn't see well is not going to be able to be as well educated because they're going to struggle in the classroom. So there's all sorts of consequences. And the take home message really for everybody is make sure that you take your children for routine eye examinations. Don't wait until the child has problems at school. Don't do a, a you know, a at home vision test. Can you see that squirrel on the tree? Can you see that bird in the sky? We hear it from parents all the time. Oh, my children's vision is fine. Well, how do you know? You know, maybe one eye is working well, maybe both eyes are not working well. So it's really promoting it's promoting healthy lifestyle in general. And it's certainly promoting well-being, visual well-being. So let's have those children in for routine eye examinations because the consequence of vision problems is huge. Um, and, you know, we don't want to hold our children back educationally because they have a vision correction uh, or need a vision correction that that is a very simple solution. You mentioned earlier on, Debbie, that uh, most of the time uh, treatments for eye-related conditions are covered by benefits plans. When When is that not the case? What industries perhaps is that not the case or types of jobs um, don't, don't enjoy those sorts of benefits? And also, what conversations can employees have with their HR folk to ensure that 
that is uh, a, a key benefit that, that's offered to them as part of their their contract. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a great question. And of course, in my introduction at the beginning, I did not say I'm an HR expert or an expert in you know health benefits. So my knowledge is limited to practical applications. And certainly, you know, parents will openly say, oh, I have benefits that will cover. And other parents will say, oh, I don't have benefits. So I think it depends on your employer whether benefits are or are not included you know one could imagine somebody perhaps working in the service industry may not have benefits or they may have limited benefits so the financial side of things is a barrier one of the things um, about myopia and maybe I'll, I'll touch on it here is we have strategies now to slow down the progression of myopia so there are spectacles, there are um, pharmaceutical options, and there are contact lens options that have been shown to slow down progression. So if you remember a little while ago, I said you start with a, you know, a prescription at age five. By the time things plateau out at perhaps age 18, your prescription is going to be higher than somebody who started at age 10 or 11. So we want to put the brakes on that progression, and we have these methods. Now, these methods cost a little bit more than a standard pair of spectacles or a standard contact lens. So we we do find situations where parents know it's a good thing. Myopia control is, is the kind of overarching term that we use. And they know, yes, that's what I want for my child. But then they look at their benefits or they consider they have no benefits and say, oh, ouch, you know, it's it's really a little more than I can afford. So we need to try and bridge that gap to not only having um, an option where perhaps the basic benefits are covered. So, you know, I hear values of, oh, I get a couple of hundred dollars towards spectacles or I get, you know, X amount towards spectacles. We need to look at myopia control in particular as being a management strategy that perhaps costs a little bit more and maybe benefits should have a different level for when we need to enter into that space for children. Um, so it's certainly a discussion and I think it's a it's a bit of a push-pull and we've had that here at the University of Waterloo where, you know, the cost of benefits goes up and so do you want to include something? Do you not want to include it? Do you want to limit something else that maybe is important to one person and not as important to another? So it is a conversation that needs to continue. And I think human resources need to work with their benefit partners to say, look, we're seeing this increase in myopia and we know there's methods to slow it down. So perhaps we need a different category, a different code um, to help those employees who are dealing with children who really need this intervention to slow down progression, because in the long term, it's going to be of benefit to our employees and our employers because of all of the things they've said, we're not going to have the risks, we're not going to have the vision problems, we're not going to be losing time for extra appointments. So it's a really big picture that I think we need to get vision care experts together, human resources, benefit providers, and see how we can work together to basically protect our children from potentially a lifetime of poor vision. Um, you know, in, in their later years, we're almost condemning children by not intervening when we know there are strategies that we have um, to really slow down that progression. Fidelo Inc. is a consulting firm specializing in improving human performance, and we're proud to support the HR Chat Podcast. We help identify strategic competencies and behaviors that drive results. 
Our team offers an HR web software to manage systems, reports, and data for HR people that need the best insights to make the right decisions and achieve better results. Learn more at Fidelo.com. Debbie, we are coming towards the end of our conversation today. Uh, before we do wrap things up, how can our listeners connect with you? Um, so lots of our listeners, for example, love to use LinkedIn. I don't know if that's an option for you. Maybe you want to share an email address. Maybe you're all over TikTok and other places. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little old to be all over TikTok. Um, I certainly am on LinkedIn. My email address is debbie.jones at uwaterloo.ca. So that's the letter U before waterloo.ca. So that's debbie.jones at uwaterloo.ca. You can certainly look me up uh, through LinkedIn or through the University of Waterloo website if you uh, just go into University of Waterloo and into the optometry um, section within science, you can track me down. Uh, not hard to find with a name like Jones. I cannot hide. I can run, but I cannot hide. Thank you very much for being my guest. My pleasure. It's been great chatting with you. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette? And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.